Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast, hosted by Brian Bisking. Brian started this weekly podcast to give a voice to leaders of our community, to share their story, their journey, and the lessons that they have learned along the way. Brian grew up in a small town outside of St. Louis, where he watched his father run a small business and was always interested in how the leaders in his community got where they are. Whether it's a local business leader, a philanthropist, or a celebrity, these are your STL leaders. Join us today, where we will chat with another pillar of our community on this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. And now, your host, Brian Bisking. Hello, St. Louis, and welcome to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. On this week's episode, we welcome Jennifer Warman Bloss, CEO and President at Elemental Aesthetics. Before we get to this week's episode with Jennifer, I want to thank my sponsors. First, NWO IT Services, Synchrony HR, Enterprise Bank and Trust, Go Brand Go, and the Tom James Company. And now to this week's episode with Jennifer Warman Bloss. Jennifer, welcome to the STL Leaders Podcast. I appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. Well, good. Good deal. So let's uh, let's dive in. We were connected by Tracy Polonsky. And so I'm excited to really have you on today to talk about, you know, really you starting your business and now how it's kind of grown over the last several years. And so I'm excited to dive in. So let's kind of start in the beginning. Uh, talk to us about the organization that you own today and really what your path was to starting that organization. Okay. So my company is Elemental Aesthetics. Uh, We are a medical spa. So that means we do things like facials and lasers and Botox and filler and things like that. The reason I came to fruition, I worked for many years in the industry. As of this year, I will have been uh, an esthetician for 20 years. And I had worked with a few other people. I'd had some great successes but I always had in the back of the mind that I could maybe do things a little differently or be more customer focused than the environments that I'd been in before. And I was real focused on technology. So I decided to open Elemental Aesthetics 10 years ago and just try to do this on my own a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So you always had the passion for it. You always did it. And um, like most small businesses, you thought you could do it a little bit differently, um, not necessarily better, but obviously a little bit differently. And you started your business and now it's kind of taken off. So talk to us about really the growth that you've had over the last several years um, with the organization. So the beginning of the organization, it was just me. I did five years by myself, uh, just renting a room in a space. But then to have all the technology that I really wanted to work on the clients, I knew I needed to have employees and work in that general direction. So five and a half years ago, I expanded into uh, a bigger space and started hiring staff. And initially it was me and one other person. And now there is 13 staff members and we're actually looking to grow and expand into a bigger space uh, than we're, than we're in right now. 
Wow. Absolutely. So tell me, you know, with that growth, have, have there been some challenges that have come up or talk to us about that? Absolutely. I always tell, so my daughter really wants to be in business in the future. And I always say to her, you know, business ownership is not for the weak of heart. It's, it's very, there's so many unexpected challenges that arise. I mean, the last 18 months is a great example of that, where you just see something that just comes out of nowhere and you're like, suddenly everything in the landscape has changed and you have to just adapt on the fly. So yeah. between, you know, growing pains and staff, staffing issues is always a challenge, but it's great to find great people and find ways to keep them and all the things that go along with that. So, you know, you just have to overcome the little, the bumps in the road and, and you can really enjoy what you're doing. And it's, and it's amazing. Well, you talked about staff there. So I, as, as most people know today in this world right now, it's a very challenging time to be hiring anybody. Um, so talk to us about, you know, hiring over the last year and we're going to get into COVID here in a minute, but talk to us about the, you know, the challenges of hiring and how that's been and how you've been able to overcome that. Well, I think the first thing is, uh, one of the things I wanted to do differently in the industry was to pay the staff differently. I really wanted everyone to have a little skin in the game, but I also wanted to reward them big for that. So one of my challenges and kind of one of the beautiful things about the business is that I tend to really pay the staff heartily and, and work to help them build their own businesses in my business. So like my goal is to help them grow and whatever I can do to push for growth, be it professionally or education wise or clientele, whatever it might be. So I've had a pretty good retention. I haven't had a lot of uh, a lot of staffing issues. There are some specific jobs. Actually, nurses are kind of hard to find right now, and that's been a little bit harder. But for the most part, I feel like if you really reward them and you give them wonderful goals, you can you can get them to stay. And that's how I also then attract staff. Now I haven't had to add staff really that much this year because we're kind of at capacity in my space until we can figure out where to move and how and um, what kind of space we wanna be in, et cetera. Like that, that'll be the greater challenge to see how that goes once we get in that position. Well, and then <clears throat> speaking of growth, you got, that's another challenge, right? You continue to grow and and now you're out of space at your current location and trying to find, trying to find a new location that will accommodate you in the business as well as, you know, future growth for the organization um, is another challenge that comes with running a small business and, and having growth. Um, but it sounds like it's a good challenge. Absolutely. I mean, after the year we've had, I feel absolutely blessed that we are in a position that we're, you know, looking to expand instead of struggling to maintain. So that's yeah. a good thing. Well, absolutely. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about how COVID um, affected you guys, you know, last year and then even into this year with new, you know, we have new mandates coming out again. Unfortunately, I would, was really thinking we were starting to put this behind us. And obviously that has changed over the last 30 days. Um, but talk to us about COVID, how it affected the business last year, what you guys did to pivot. Um, but, you know, to obviously it sounds like you've had some very successful growth. So talk to us about that as well. 
So we, of course, had a tough time when we were in closure and we were closed for two months and that was extremely stressful. Uh, quite frankly, my, my husband owns a business also. So that, and basically the two of us were shut down with no income coming in and all the bills and loans and all the things associated with that. And that's very stressful. The government did some things to help us out with, through that time since it was government mandated shutdowns. Although I don't think we would have been very busy during that time. So it's, it was fine and it worked out okay. The crazy part was when our doors opened, the demand was crazy. Generally speaking, so that was like in the June timeframe, generally speaking, we are very slow in the summer. However, people weren't vacationing. They weren't going as many places. Maybe they weren't even dining out as much. And we do have a very clean, very safe space as far as like, sanitation and you know we we tend to do a really good job of keeping it really super medically clean and just great and so people were comfortable coming in and they were coming in in droves right after everything reopened and that kind of made up the diff for the two-month closure because through the end of the year most people again weren't doing as much travel and so they were funneling their money in different directions yeah absolutely well i think you know, last year when all that happened, I think a lot of people were, you know, just so, um, I don't know what the word I am, I'm looking for here, but where you're just, you felt like you're stuck at home and you had to get out and anything you could do to get out and make yourself feel somewhat normal. I think people did. Uh, I think there was a lot of people obviously doing landscaping projects and home improvement projects. If you went to a Lowe's or a Home Depot last summer, holy cow. One time my wife and I went into a Lowe's and there wasn't even a shopping cart available. Um, that's how busy that place was. But to your point, when things started opening back up, people started doing things that, you know, that they could spend money on that made them feel normal and feel, make them feel good. And obviously your industry was, was one of those. So as you, as we, as we've come into 2021 and, and coming, well, we were starting to come out of the pandemic. I'm hopeful that this is just a little, uh, bump in the road, but we shall see. Did, did, did the, uh, business continue to, to grow because of that? Or did you take a step back? So I would actually say this year has been harder than last year. And so we've had a little bit more challenges uh, bringing in clientele. Actually, we, we did pretty good in the beginning after kind of the peak of COVID. I would say, you know, that November, December timeframe was definitely slower for us. And people were legitimately more nervous about being out and, and exposures, et cetera. But uh in January, February, March, we did pretty well. And then now into summer, we, we are in a natural slowdown in the summer because we do a lot of lasers that can't be done if you're gonna have sun exposure. And one thing people are doing is getting outside right now. So that's great, but it does give us a bit of a slowdown. And I'd say we have more of a slowdown than normal because people I think were again, vacationing and then now the numbers are ticking up. And so again, you're seeing some nervousness and concern. And, you know, we're just trying to allay those fears and, and, and generally just work as hard as we can to just do a really good job of keeping our space very safe from yeah, COVID. So absolutely. Well, and I think to your point, I think travel is up drastically right now. I don't know if you 
follow the news or anything like that, but the people are going on vacation like crazy. It seems like. Um, and so I think it's also a bent up, built up demand from last year, people wanting to get out and, and try to enjoy some life. Um, so I'm sure that has a little bit of effect on it, but to your point, you know, as these numbers start to tick up, it'll be interesting to see how things play out, how businesses, uh, respond and how local governments respond on, on things. And, you know, just praying, praying that it doesn't, uh, doesn't, happen from a lockdown perspective we don't have those again obviously that would be drastic to to our business to our economy and our small businesses here in st louis and now for a quick break we bring in our sponsor enterprise bank and trust member fdic enterprise bank and trust knows that every business and every person is unique that's why they get to know you in a way that the large financial institutions don't they are our banking partner here at the stl leaders and i highly recommend that you check them out to learn more visit enterprisebank.com and now, back to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. So let's swift shift gears here a little bit, and let's talk about leadership. So talk to us about your leadership and kind of the path to learning how to become a great leader. So basically, I think that a lot of leadership skills that I've acquired, you know, came through early job work and working hard. Even I started working at 15 years old. And just watching how people were doing things. I think I've always naturally been a person that is efficient and looking for ways for my position to be more efficient. So that's been extremely helpful. And in my previous career, before I was an esthetician, I was quickly in management positions, often in the companies I was in. Back in the 90s, I was one of the first female uh, managers in this company that I worked for back then. And that was a big deal, but I just kind of just tried to handle it like I would being a parent, I guess, at the end of the day where you're, you're nurturing and you you listen, but you also direct and you guide and you, you try to give good guidance to the people that you're working with. And then I also think it's really important not to treat people like they're less like from a management perspective, treating your staff like they are below you is never going to get you loyalty or just drive and things like that. I think it's, I think it's actually works backwards to do it that way. Yeah, I would, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I think we talk a lot about on this podcast, how you, as the leader of the organization, the best way to lead is to, to let those people know that you'll be, you'll do the exact same job that they're doing. You'll be in the trenches with them. Um, and not treat them like they're less than you just because you're the leader, the owner, the executive of the organization. And so I couldn't agree with you more on that aspect. Talk to me about your leadership style. You, you mentioned there a little bit as nurturing and, and almost kind of bleeding like a parent would. Well, talk to me about what we believe your leadership style is and what do you believe is the most important piece of that style? I think the main thing is that I'm in the trenches with everybody every day, all the time. And I'm always working to grow, grow my staff professionally. I really do believe that is the secret to success is to just keep learning. Like, and maybe it's, isn't even you keep learning exactly your job, but just keep learning in, in general, it gives you better skills to work with the public. And so education is a huge focus for me, both on our technology, but then also just, you know, all the things of science and biology and like, you know, we talk about all kinds of interesting dynamics there. And so I'm, 
I lead by example where I'm constantly educating and then I'm passing that education down and encouraging everyone to do their own as well. I even tell my own children, like, find a podcast of something that you love and learn something about it because it will make you a better, more well-rounded person in the future. And that's sort of how I manage internally in, in the staff also. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I think we talk a lot on this podcast about continuing to educate yourself on whatever it is, whether it's leadership, whether it's your skill set, whether it's business, finance, whatever that may be, it's something that nobody can ever take away from you, right? Um, continue to educate yourself on learning and, and, and um, challenging yourself to grow mentally is a, is a big piece of leadership. And so I couldn't agree with you more on that. You mentioned your team and, and uh, motivating your team. How do you motivate the team every day to come in and, and do the best that they can for your clients? How do you lead them? So that's interesting. I think a lot of that more had to do with how I chose them good, good because, point. because a lot of times uh, you can't, you can't force someone to be excited about their job. Like it's, it's just, I've learned that's one little lesson I've learned through this process is that you can't make someone motivated or excited. They either are, or they aren't. So you have to do a really good job in your interview process or your seeking of staff process to find people that are naturally that way and then nurture that behavior, reward that behavior either financially or emotionally. I mean, it depends on the person because like I have a staff member who she's going to do much better with kudos. She's going to perform her best just by saying, you are really doing a great job. I mean, paying her is great too, don't get me wrong, but that other part is really what motivates her. So you really have to also then customize that experience for every employee that you work with. Like this person works well with this and is motivated by this. This person is motivated by this and you have to work within those boundaries. Right. No, I couldn't agree more. And you have to, to your point, you have to know what motivates somebody, right? Some people, although money is great, you know, they may get better. Uh, they better, better, better respond. I apologize, better respond by the kudos or um, something along those lines. And some people may just want more education. Um, maybe that's how they, they learn and what, what empowers them. So knowing what people, uh, you know, makes them motivated um, is obviously a great part of a great aspect of being a good leader. You mentioned podcasts earlier. Have there been any podcasts that you've listened to over your career or books that you've read that have kind of taught you more about leadership? So I tend to, I'm so funny. I listen to podcasts on all kinds of stuff. I listen to medical podcasts from doctors. I listen to gardening podcasts. I listen to, uh, one of my favorites is of course, eluding me right now. I'll, I'll try to pull it out of my brain in a second, but he talks to all kinds of very interesting, diverse, uh, leaders, thought leaders and all that. And so like, that's one I, I really like try to tune into. I probably haven't been as good about that in the last few months, just because things have been kind of crazy, but uh, Tim Ferriss. That's who I was. That's who I was thinking of. He has such interesting and dynamic people on. And so I really try to just learn about everything. And that, and, you know, learning about gardening leads to a great conversation with a client. Like it might not have any impact on your life in any other way, but all of a sudden you can have a well, deep conversation with someone who loves gardening for example. So even learning something outside of your field can be very useful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let me, uh, I always, you know, in this podcast by asking my guests really 
um, for advice. Um, so for those people who are listening to this episode and, and are looking for advice from you, whether that's on leadership or life or business in general, what piece of advice would you give them? I would definitely say, I, I would say the critical piece of getting started is laying your groundwork b- before you actually open your doors. So whatever your, your business may be, even if it's an individual, you know, you just doing something by yourself, or if you are have these high goals to become something greater, the critical piece all happens in the beginning. I was laying my groundwork for maybe two years prior to opening my doors between things like writing, writing blogs, do participating in networking uh, things or whatever it might be just to meet people like meet people, get my name out, prove myself to be uh, an expert in my field. And all that stuff led to our opening being tremendous and being big right from the very get-go. And that that really lays the groundwork for the remainder of the time that you're going to be in business. I mean, there's always going to be hurdles that you cannot predict, always. Like, I mean, I know COVID's an example, but there's a million other things that can happen and give you a little blip in the road. But if you're really prepared, you're going to handle those so much better. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. And I couldn't agree more that laying the groundwork and, and making sure you have a business plan and making sure you know, you know, kind of what your expectations are, your goals and all those things. It's your roadmap to being successful. And I couldn't agree with you more on that. So on behalf of myself and everyone here at the STLers podcast, I appreciate you coming on today and, and sharing your wisdom with us on, you know, starting a business and the growth and the challenges you've had over the last several years. We wish you nothing but the best and thank you for coming on. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the STL Leaders Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.